Welcome to Corruption of Child Protective Services. This is Season 2. I am your host, David Shore. Now, in this one, I'm going to speak on the class action lawsuit that was filed last year in the state of Indiana. This is from the imprintnews.org. Firm files lawsuit against Indiana's child welfare system. The writer is John Kelly. It states, Indiana has one of the highest foster care removal rates in the country. Its child welfare system has been stressed more than most by the effects of the opioid epidemic. Once again, they use that. Its former child welfare director resigned in protest, warning that children would die without new spending and priorities. And now... Its Department of Child Services, DCS, is being taken to court by the nonprofit litigation firm A Better Childhood, ABC, who recently filed a similar suit against Oregon and last week sought a court takeover of Mississippi's system. Ashley W. V. Holcomb, the class action complaint, filed today in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Indiana. Evansville Division includes nine plaintiff children between the ages of 3 and 16. It names Governor Eric Holcomb, Republican, and DCS Director Terry Stigton as defendants. The lawsuit alleges that DCS is often cycling youth through frequent placement changes, leaning heavily on group care for older and disabled kids, and failing to provide reunification services to parents. Sound familiar? It seeks class certification for all children in the legal or physical custody of DCS and submits a subclass of youth who, quote-unquote, have emotional, psychological, cognitive, or physical disabilities. Unquote. Quote, despite the fact that the state knows it does not have enough foster homes or therapeutic homes, the state is doing very little, if anything, to develop additional placements for kids, said ABC Executive Director Marsha Robinson Lowry in an email to the imprint. Do you remember when they said they were going to hire more? In, the two th- in 2018, they were going to hire more in 2019? Wow, what happened to that? Quote, the state has passed legislation to lower caseloads in this most recent session, but its reforms do not deal with much of anything else, and it is not developing new placements, particularly therapeutic ones, which kids languish in locked institutions, unquote. DCS declined to comment about the complaint. Quote, we do not comment on pending litigation, unquote, said Noel Russell, Deputy Director of Communications for the agency. Wow. Surprise, surprise, huh, folks? Wow. Yeah. Let's not talk about it because, well, it's a legal thing. Another one. Marsha Lowry, Executive Director of A Better Childhood. The state is doing very little, if anything, to develop additional placements for kids. Unquote. Indiana is the 15th most populous state, but it is among the five states 
where one-third of all foster youth in the United States live, according to recent federal data. Indiana's foster care population has nearly doubled from 2011 to 2017, from 10,779 to 20,904. Wow, I wonder why that is. Couldn't possibly be that they're taking kids under exigent circumstances out of poor but loving parents. The number of children awaiting adoption went up 80% between 2012 and 2017. The number of children placed in institutions was nearly 1,200 in 2017, more than all but a handful of states. According to DCS statistics, the number of youth in care has since dropped significantly to 14,313 in May of this year. DCS would say anything. Even though uh, the number of children awaiting adoptions went up 80%. Well, and uh, it doubled from 2011 to 2017 from 10,779 to 20,904. But it's okay that it's only 14,313. I'd say one child out of home is one too many. Quote, Indiana takes double the national average of children into foster care as other states, unquote, Lowry said. Quote, young children move repeatedly from place to place because of poor planning and management by overloaded workers, unquote. The state is frequently institutionalizing older, troubled children, Lowry said, quote, many of whom have gotten that way because of how they have been treated in the foster care system, unquote. Those institutions often include rooms that look, quote, like jail cells and facilities with little or no services to treat them, unquote, she said. The plaintiff's stories paint a picture of an agency that is at times moving toward questionable reunifications or placing youth with relatives who they had little or no contact with previously. One girl identified as Sarah was reunified with a sexually abusive father who then abused her again. The agency pushed for two brothers, Jaden and James, to be moved from a stable foster home to an aunt who had never met them or visited them in care. Oh, well. So it's either you have one side that, you know, you don't have hardly any contact with, or you got the other side that abuses them like crazy. Other use in the case landed in institutional care, settled with mental health challenges that ABC alleges were exacerbated by frequent cycling through foster care placements. Logan, now a teen, has been in a private secure facility since October of 2018. Another teen, Desmond, who who at nine was rescued after his parents' meth lab exploded ended up in the adult wing of a nursing facility. A nine-year-old in the adult wing of a nursing facility. In 2017, Mary Beth Bonaventura, who had been appointed to lead DCS in 2013 by former governor and now Vice President Mike Pence, resigned abruptly in protest. Quote, I feel I am unable to protect children in the midst of the opioid crisis, unquote, Bonaventura said in a letter 
that was ultimately obtained by the Indianapolis Star. Quote, I cho chose to resign rather than be complicit in decreasing the safety, permanency, and well-being of children who have nowhere else to turn, unquote. The state hired the Child Welfare Policy and Practice Group, remember, CWPPG, to assist the child welfare system and make recommendations for reform. In a report released last July, the group said Indiana should bolster its ability to serve families without removing children and narrow its maltreatment definitions to, quote, exclude neglect neglect, which is based solely on poverty or limited one-time lapses in parental judgment, unquote. So in other words, they even recommended, hey, don't separate the kids. But what does DCS and CPS do? That exact thing. The lawsuit is most mostly focused on the state's practices once it removes a child. Although Lowry said there is evidence that DCS often leaves children quote, with parents who promise to do better, but who are not getting any help in actually doing so, unquote. Wow. In other words, put them back in the system and, hey, what are we going to do but throw them back in the very mess that we got them out of? Quote, the state may be taking too many children into care. We don't know that, although it is taking a larger number than other states, but its adoption rate for kids who have adoption goals is extremely low, she said. So kids are not getting out of care appropriately, sent home with services, or being adopted. Even though last year, supposedly they adopted out 2,489. So who are you going to believe? It also said DCS should study outlier counties where children in care stayed for a disproportionately long time to determine what factors contribute to cases remaining open for lengths of time that exceed the state average of 20% or more. The report did also recommend the extension of foster care to age 23, which DCS has moved on, using funds from the federal Chaffee Independent Living Program. Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb touted progress made by the agency at a recent bill signing for legislation to boost supports for, to foster families. Quote, what we continue to hear back office to the front lines is the culture has improved such that people are truly enjoying not just seeing these numbers, these good numbers, the results come in. But the way that they're affecting people's lives, he said. When we come back, I will continue. And we are back. Now, when I left you, I had stated that the governor had said, what we continue to hear from the back office to the front lines is the culture has improved such that people are truly enjoying not just seeing these numbers, these good numbers, the results come in, but the way that they're affecting people's lives, he said. Who's enjoying these numbers is DCS, the governor's office, because they're getting more money 
each and every month. $4.7 million from the federal government. Under the Trump administration, legislators have approved an increase of $243 million for DCS in fiscal 2020 and another $223 million increase for fiscal 2021. Indiana was sued in 2014 by an adoptive parent, Deborah Moss, on behalf of families who argued that the state had unpaid adoption subsidies. The state settled and paid $15.1 million to families involved in the suit. Which, if you know anything, you know that that's just that's a drop in the damn bucket for them. $15.1 million. They'll just try getting it out of there. And speaking of which, if you want, oh, you know, I'm going to read it anyhow. Hang on. Sorry, folks. I'm still outside. Now, the Indiana lawyer from July 10th, 2019. Lawsuit claims DCS failing to protect children and inflicting further harm. This is that lawsuit that is currently going on. What it states is petition, petitions filed in Indiana courts seeking to, to remove Hoosier children from their parents' care routinely detail the abuse and neglect these youngsters endure while being raised in homes plagued by drugs, violence, anger, and mental illness. But a lawsuit is now claiming that when these young people are placed in the custody of the Indiana Department of Child Services, the pain and trauma continue. Surprise, surprise. I mean, if it is that, how come they're not giving them the services? The civil rights class action filed by Indiana Disability Rights in conjunction with New York-based nonprofit A Better Childhood and the giant international law firm... Kirkland and Ellis, LLP, recounts the stories of the nine named plaintiffs and asserts DCS is failing to protect the children, infants, toddlers, and teenagers, according to the lawsuit, have been frequently bounced from one foster home to the next and not given the services they need. While the state has failed to timely pursue termination of parental rights or secure permanent homes. Children going into the state's child welfare system end up more broken, Indiana Disability Rights Attorney says, because they are not being provided with therapy and treatment to help them heal. Rather, the lawyers contend DCS is just finding beds to stick the kids in and forgetting about their other needs. Quote, every state has problems with drug addiction and physical abuse. Unquote, says Melissa Keys, legal director for Indiana Disability Rights, highlighting the societal issues that are sending children across the country into foster care. Quote, but not every state has the problems of providing services to children to the degree that Indiana does. Unquote. The plaintiffs, all identified by pseudonyms, have led painful lives at the hands of their parents. One appeared to have been burned with a cigarette lighter. Another was whipped with a spatula. Some were not given their medications, and others were sexually abused. Wow, hey, 
But we're supposed to trust these people. Wow. Yet, the lawsuit says when these children came under the care of DCS, the harm continued. Their cases have been handled by multiple case managers because of the high turnover rate at the agency. And they have been separated from their siblings and put into foster homes that cannot provide for their needs. Some have been further abused by their foster parents. Others have not received the necessary care for their conditions, including post-traumatic stress disorder. In response to the lawsuit, DCS Terry Stigden released a seven and a half minute video statement July 1st. She maintained the agency has significantly improved since Judge Mary Beth Bonaventura abruptly resigned in December 2017. With fewer children being placed in foster care, better support for foster families, more manageable caseloads, and an 18% drop in staff turnover. Also, she said the culture of DCS has shifted from one of fear to one of support and safety. Bullshit! That's what I'm calling. Quote, our agency has undergone a transformation since I stepped into this position 18 months ago, Stigden said. Put frankly, DCS is simply not the agency it used to be, and continuing to rely on an inflammatory and outdated account is misleading and harmful to children and their families. Well, guess what? If it's going on now, it's not inflammatory and outdated. Because if it's going on now, then it must be an ongoing thing. And you've done absolutely nothing, Ms. Stigden, or you, Governor Holcomb. The lawsuit is only seeking injunctive relief, pushing to change policies and practices that the attorneys say are inflicting further harm to children. The complaint alleges Indiana is violating the plaintiff's rights under the 1st, 9th, and 14th Amendments of the Constitution, the Adoption Assistance and Child Welfare Act of 1980, the Americans with Disabilities Act, and Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act. The overall goal of the lawsuit, says Marsha Robinson-Lowry, founder and executive director of A Better Childhood, is to ensure Hoosier children receive their constitutional rights to be free from harm and the risk of harm. So in other words, nothing has changed, folks. In 2018, they were supposed to have changed this. They've done absolutely nothing. They just swept it under the rug. But hey, what do you expect from CPS and corrupt people such as the governor's office and how corrupt judges like John M. Marnuka in South Bend, Indiana and lawyers like Arville R. Howe taking payments to make sure that people get convicted even though they have no evidence. Quote, kids in that kind of situation do not grow up healthy and strong. They're basically destroyed, Lowry said, referring to the Indiana's child welfare system. Their little bodies still move around, but psychologically, this is killing them. I have to agree. Institutional placement. In the video, Stigden did not address a key concern of the class action, which is the placement of Hoosier children in institutions. Instead, she accused the plaintiffs 
attorneys of cherry-picking the most challenging cases to support their narrative when, in reality, she said two is the average number of homes a foster child lives in while in DCS care. That is also bullshit. I've talked to adults who used to be in the system. I've also spoken to parents who said that their kids have been placed four or five times in the past two years. Had the advocacy groups behind this lawsuit approached our agency leadership, we would have shared their successes, including our plans for the months to come, Stickton said. Instead, we are surprised with public allegations that demoralize our employees just as they have begun to feel hopeful about the positive changes we are making. You know, they're probably threatened saying, you have to say what we want, otherwise your, your employment is going to be done. Three plaintiffs who have been placed in institutions comp- compromise the subclass in the Indiana lawsuit. They are individuals, according to Indiana disability rights attorneys, who could have remained in the, their foster homes if community resources had been tapped to provide the children with the therapeutic treatment and services they needed. You know, this really gets me upset. They say they change, and yet these nine plaintiffs are proof that DCS, CPS, whatever fucking initials they want to give themselves, just have repeated what started back in 1601 with the Poverty Law Act in England. It's a different year, but the same damn thing. Treat them in substandard conditions and just show a handful of successes and say you're doing something. When we come back, I'll finish this. But if you uh, are as pissed off as I am, if it's happening in your area, use the information. The kids know what's going on in there. I'd rather believe them than believe what CPS tells anyone. We'll be back. And we're back. Where we left off, there's a young man named... Logan S., a pseudonym, is a member of the subclass and an example of youngsters in institutional care. He was removed from his home as a two-year-old and, according to the lawsuit, subsequently moved to 15 different placements. Remember what she said? Oh, no more than two. Miss Stignan, you're full of shit. Somewhere he withstood more abuse and another where he had meltdowns begging not to have DCS remove him again before being lodged in a private secured facility in northern Indiana in October 2018. Well, what happened to Ms. Stigna? What happened to no more than two? Logan is receiving mental health therapy to address the trauma induced by being placed in multiple foster homes and dealing with the feelings of loss and rejection. The lawsuit says... But he likely will not make much progress until he is in a permanent placement. Poor kid. 
Anyone else wanting to wring this DCS director's neck? In general, the IDR attorney said the institutions are sterile places where a child's room will have a bed and a dresser, but none of the bric-a-brac, such as toys and posters, that young people usually keep. The atmosphere can feel correctional rather than therapeutic because the children often have no playgrounds, are given little freedom to make their own decisions, and are sometimes housed with juvenile offenders. Oh yeah, mistake, then that makes a lot of damn fucking sense. You have juvenile offenders, and these kids, which don't know where they're going to be next. But let's just shove them in there. Like to shove something up your ass. Once foster children enter an institution, they typically have a hard time getting out and being placed in an adoptive home. It's sad, Keith said. These are the most vulnerable kids who most need help, and they're just being warehoused. Wow. Yeah, mistaken. Yeah, the kids are going to learn a lot being institutionalized. Not being able to make friends. Moved around from one to the other. This isn't a solution. You're just collecting more money. You don't care about these kids. No quick fix. Indiana Disability Rights have been taking a closer look at the private secured facilities when it got connected to a better childhood. As the advocates began working on the lawsuit, they approached several law firms in Indiana about serving as co-counsel. But while the other lawyers were supportive, they declined to participate because they had conflicts from representing state agencies in different legal matters. Yeah, in other words, Indiana covered their bases. They wanted to make sure that they got sued, that nobody would go against them. Then Kirkland and Ellis, LLP, agreed to join. Partner Aaron Marks praised the work of Lowry and a better childhood and said his firm had been hoping for an opportunity to join a case helping abused and neglect, neglected children. Quote, Marsha knew that we had the litigation resources to assist a better childhood and Indiana disability rights in pursuing this case for the betterment of Indiana's children. And the firm was moved to respond to the needs of these children, unquote, Mark said. A better childhood has filed class actions against several states, including Minnesota, New York, New Jersey, Mississippi, and Oregon to bring structural changes to the child welfare systems. Often, the lawsuits have ended in settlements, agreements with ABC and the respective states negotiating the changes to the care and treatment of abused and neglected children. New Jersey and Tennessee are touted as successes, but Lowry noted fixing these systems took years and setbacks occurred along the way, including having to file a contempt motion against the Garden State. Well, what a surprise. What a surprise, huh, folks? But then again, hey, nothing comes easy. Now, sometimes even when agreements are reached, states decide to reverse course, as in Mississippi and Oklahoma, requiring the nonprofit to return to the courts for enforcement. Texas has 
resisted mightily, taking the lawsuit all the way to trial and appealing court-ordered changes twice to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Knowing this litigation will not bring a quick fix has led Keyes and Nikki Gray, IDR staff attorney, to have some heartbreaking conversations with their young clients. The children get hopeful that they will soon be placed with a loving family, but the attorneys have had to provide a dose of realism, explaining the process will be long and arduous. And any remedy may come well after the plaintiffs have been emancipated. Quote, it's a whole other layer of heartbreak. Unquote, Gray said. This is our system, ladies and gentlemen. This is what people have been touting about. They say, oh yeah, we got the greatest system in the world. Too bad it's all broken. But hey... These kids, they need to start somewhere. And unfortunately, our system has failed them. I wish they hadn't. You see, we we tell these kids, you know, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. But how can we tell them that? How can we tell them that everything's going to be okay? Look. June 26, 2019. By Associated Press. A lawsuit filed Tuesday on behalf of nine Indiana foster children claims the Indiana Department of Child Services doesn't protect 22,000 children with open child welfare cases, including more than 14,000 in out-of-home care. I mean, how can they say... I'll say just a little bit of it. While children are in DCS custody, Indiana fails to keep them safe often placing them inappropriately unstable or over-restricted placements, fails to provide necessary support services and medical and mental health care, and fails to provide meaningful case management. Many of these children unnecessarily languish in foster cares for years before they are reunified with their primary caretakers, are adopted, or age out of the system. The delays caused by DCS inflict further emotional trauma, it says. Yes, there are motorcycles going by. Same motorcycles have been circling the area. Melissa Keyes, legal director of Indiana Disability Rights, said children come into DCS care having already experienced trauma. Quote, the failure of DCS to protect these kids from further harm is unconsciousable, especially when much of their harm is due to DCS' own feelings. They're, that children with disabilities are being kept in overly restrictive institutional settings, that they are not being provided with adequate community-based services has certainly contributed to the developmental trauma these kids are experiencing. Key set. 
Mary Beth Bonaventura resigned as director of the agency in 2017, writing to Governor Eric Holcomb that the state system was operating, quote, in ways that all but insured children will die. The plaintiffs include Ashley W. and Betty W., four- and three-year-old sisters who have cycled through more than 15 foster care homes over two and a half years, including two episodes in emergency shelter cases. DS spokesperson Noel Russell declined to comment on the lawsuit. In other words, Miss Stigden, that blows your saying, oh, the kids only are moved two times. This one, these two four and three year old sisters, they were cycled through more than 15 foster care homes in two and a half years. That's not cherry picking. That's probably the average. Folks, this is what's going on, not just in Indiana, but around the world. And what I have to say is if you can find a lawyer, get with one. But if you are making less than $40,000 a year, you are a target with CPS. But then again, you probably already knew that. Look, I've told you to sue them. Let's get united. And above all, get registered to vote. Let's vote these assholes out. And those in my listeners in Indiana... Get Eric Holcomb and Terry Stigden out. We need someone that's going to care for the children and not how much money they can make. At $2,000 on the average, up to $10,000 each month, and an average of $250,000 for every child being adopted. Don't you think that uh, DCS, CPS, whatever initials, has made enough money off of our children. This is David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services.